in the book of Acts chapter 5, verse 12 through 16. And the title of this sermon is called The Key in the Street. The Key in the Street Anointing. Hallelujah. I had an experience years ago that goes along so good with this message. And I'm going to share that with you. But let's take a look and read the book of Acts chapter 5. Verse 12. It says, And through the hands of the apostles, many signs and wonders were done among the people. Signs and wonders done through the hands. Everybody got hands in here? Hey, they had hands just like you got. <coughs> Amen? What made their hands so special was the anointing upon their hands. The anointing of the Holy Spirit upon a life is what makes the difference. And they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch. Yet none of the rest dared join them, but the people esteemed them highly. Verse 14. And believers were increasingly added to the Lord. The early church was a soul winning church. And believers were increasingly added to the Lord. Multitudes of both men and women. So that they were so that they brought the sick out into the streets and laid them on beds and couches that at least the shadow of Peter passing by might fall on some of them. And a multitude gathered from the surrounding cities to Jerusalem, bringing sick people and those who were tormented by unclean spirits, and they were all healed. What's that word all mean again? All. Saying it means all means all, right? Hallelujah. But thank God. The apostles were greatly anointed in the book of Acts. Believers were, con were continually, consistently, on a continual basis being added to the church. Believers were coming in. There was a great anointing upon this man by the name of Peter who was once just a regular fisherman till Jesus came along and said, come follow me and I'll make you a fisher of men. Peter made a decision that day to leave all and follow Christ. I would say that was a hard decision based on leaving your father out there with the fishing business He's counting on Peter and, and, and Andrew to help him in the fishing business. And both of them gets out of the boat and they start following Jesus. And they followed Jesus for three and a half years. They were with Jesus. They heard Jesus. They touched Jesus. They knew what Jesus liked to do. They knew the will of God by looking at Jesus. And the Bible says in the book of Acts that Peter would walk through the streets under this anointing that Jesus gave him 
through the power of the Holy Spirit that have received in Acts chapter 2. And the early church, hallelujah, walked in the power of the Spirit. Peter, as he walked through the street, the people so highly esteemed the leaders in those days that they brought their sick out into the streets and laid them on the sides of the streets on couches and so forth that at least the shadow of Peter would pass by and touch them. Now I want you to think about this. Use your imagination as Peter's walking through the streets just walking by all these six people laid out here multitudes of them and his shadow is cast on them and they, the sick were healed demons were coming out just by him passing by in his shadow touching the people the early church had power can I have an amen? amen I like the book of Acts I love to get into it it always fires up my engine it always stirs up my spirit man it always makes me want to do more for Jesus when I read through the book of Acts how God anointed uneducated and untrained men that were formerly fishermen, hallelujah, that had been with Jesus, hallelujah, to do extraordinary things. They were ordinary men doing extraordinary things through the anointing and the power of the Holy Spirit of God. The early church was powerful. When Jesus Christ comes back upon this earth, he's coming back, hallelujah, for a church that's walking in victory. He's coming back for a holy church. Can y'all say holy? holy? He's coming back for a holy church. He's coming back for an anointed church. He's coming back for a church that's in the center of his will, doing what, he, what we were called to do. Follow him and glorify him in Jesus' name. Amen? The early church in the book of Acts, hallelujah, was a, uh, a church on fire, a church anointed, a church a church that was holy, had, had, they had a prayer time, and they were filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. And in Acts 4.13, they were questioned by the, the religious leaders of their day because Peter and John had performed a miracle upon a man that was lame in Acts chapter 3. This man had never walked. He was 40 years old, never walked. Peter walked up to him, hallelujah, and said, give me your attention. Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, I give unto thee. He took the man by the hand and picked him up, and the power of the Holy Ghost hit him. Hallelujah, and the man began to leap and the world and to run through the city of Jerusalem. And the city of Jerusalem, hallelujah, what became ecstatic, and excited because they said, this is the man that we have seen at the gate called Beautiful for the last 40 years begging, hallelujah, because he couldn't make a, a, a living for himself. But Peter touches him with the anointing of the Holy Ghost and he goes to running through Jerusalem. And the religious people got upset. And they called in Peter for a meeting. A sit-down meeting. You know, have you ever been to school and they call you to the office? The principal said, I'm going to talk to you, Jimmy. I know Jimmy's been in that office at least one time. 
He might have been. I know I did my share. My goodness. Uh, but he called him, they called Peter in and began to question him and said, how did you do this miracle? Because we just got rid of the miracle worker. Well, at least we thought we did. We hung him on a cross. And we thought that his work and ministry would be finished. But how did you do this? And Peter said, we did this in the name of Jesus. And through faith that comes through Jesus, this man stands before you whole. Well, they couldn't deny the miracle that was done because the man was standing there. But they, they give strict orders to Peter and the early church. Do not speak in this name or preach in this name or teach in this name any longer. What name am I talking about? Jesus. Jesus the Christ. Amen? Jesus the Messiah. Do not speak or teach. Do not put his name out there. Publish him in any way anymore. Peter said, I can't, I can't go by that. He said, you know, uh, I have to obey God. So Peter went out there and kept preaching the gospel. But the Bible says in Acts 4.13 that these men were untrained and uneducated men. But they spoke with great boldness. They spoke with great boldness. And they realized that they had been with Jesus. You know, whenever you spend time with Jesus, there's an impartation made into your life that began to change you from the inside out. People in the world may recognize you as a fisherman, Peter, but Peter said, I'm no longer identified as a fisherman. I'm a fisher of men, and I'm anointed with the Holy Ghost, and I've been ordained Hallelujah, as an ambassador for Christ to go spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. I got to spread it. And I got to pray for people because that's what Jesus taught me to do. They perceived they had been with Jesus. They received an impartation from Jesus. And they began to get out there and lift up Jesus in every way. And they had so much faith in the man, in the anointing that was in the man, Peter, that they would lay their, their sick people out on the edges of the street and Peter would go through there, hallelujah, and they were healed. That's what I want to see today. Anybody with me on this? Amen. Anybody believe God can still do this? Yes. Amen. Hallelujah. Out where the people are, what TLR for you to say. You got to get out there where the people are. Hallelujah, we ain't just called to come into the church. We're called to come in and get fed, get stirred, get filled with the Holy Ghost, and then take it right back out to wherever we go. Right. Wherever we go. We don't have to call a day to go evangelize. Every day is a day to evangelize. Yeah. Come on, somebody. That's the kind of kingdom-minded thinking that we got to do. Every day is a day to win a soul. Yeah. We, I was over in, let me tell you about an instance uh, experience that I had in Haiti one, one time. Uh, around 1999, we was in the nation of Haiti. And uh, we had just, I think, ate some lunch with a pastor. And we were on our way back to our uh, uh, 
man, I can't even call this a hotel. Because this was, this, this was just, we were sleeping on the floor. I mean, it, it was bad. It's the roughest place that I ever stayed. Well, we were headed back there because we had a meeting that evening to evangelize and we were doing an a evangelistic uh, meeting. Uh, they call it a brush arbor meeting, which means the top ain't nothing but bushes hanging on the top. And we have a meeting up under there that night. So we on our way back to where we were staying. And I looked off at the distance and I seen something very strange coming at me from about a, maybe 70 yards or so. I see something on the ground and the ground is made out of, out of just rocks and dirt and, and jagged edges of stones uh, protruding up through the, the, the dirt. And I see a man scooting on his backside, scooting forward. He had some jugs in his hand, water jugs, empty uh, milk jugs in his hands. He was wanting to get some water put in them. And the closer he got, I realized this is a human being. And his, his legs were in wood stocks, wood stocks. They had carved out a place to put his feet in and they put bolts through the end and, and, and welded them on. This man's name was Joseph. And he was on the dirt and when I got real close to him, we all kind of <coughs> passed by real slow just kind of looking at him. He was naked. Only thing he had on him was a, a plaid shirt that was, you could just, it was so old you could see through it, but he had no clothes on underneath. And he had a, some keys hanging around his neck. Some of those old keys that uh, got looked like forks on the end. Mm -hmm. What you call them? Skeleton keys. Skeleton keys. Skeleton keys, thank you. And we started to pass him by, Brother Jeremy. And all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit said, what you doing over here in Haiti? I'm like, well, I come to minister in Jesus' name. I mean, what's wrong with him? I'm like, oh, my goodness, that's a big case. <laughs> Am I up for this? <laughs> I come back, all the other ministers with me, they just kind of kept going. And I said, I need an interpreter. One of my interpreters stopped and came back with me. And the other guy, they kind of just stopped, but I went back to the guy and I said to him, through my interpreter, I said, ask him, can I pray for him? And Joseph replied back to my interpreter, and my interpreter said, yes, you can pray for me. But let me go on. I got just a few more feet, a little, little distance more. I, I, this is kind of where I stay. Would you just pray for me there? So I said, yeah, I'll follow you. So I'm watching him scoot. He's scooting now. He, these, these stalks are in front of him, and he's just scooting. And the back of his hand had calluses that big. Because he just scoops every day like this. Scoops. And when I got there, we got, we got there to where he was staying. And uh, the other guys that were on the team, they, they followed me in there. And we got there. And we started praying for Joseph. And when we started praying, demons started manifesting. Sometimes it gets ugly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Before it gets better. Mm-hmm. 
Amen? Amen. But when you invoke and use the name of Jesus Christ, yeah. hallelujah, demons understand the power that's in that name. That's right. Hallelujah. Amen. We're called to cast out demons. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. So I began to but began to come against these demons and our team, we began to pray together and we cast these demons out of this guy. I don't know how many demons come out of him. The next thing I know, Joseph, he says, stand me up. He can't, he can't stand himself up. He's, on, he's in stocks. We stand him up. I look around at the edge of this place where we're at and there's hundreds of people done gathered and they're looking. What's happening here with Joseph? I don't know Joseph, but they know Joseph. Mm -hmm. They know the history of Joseph. They know why Joseph are in the, is in those stocks that I didn't know. What I found out later, Joseph was a very violent man. Mm. Very violent man. Full of hate and full of demons <clears throat> that pushed him that way. He would get mad and violent and just in Haiti, they got uh, cinder block houses. He would just take his bare hands and knock holes into these, these cinder block houses. And he would beat people, jump on people. So his punishment was 10 years in stocks, mm. legs in stocks. They took him off his feet for 10 years. And everybody on that, we was on a village called uh, uh, no, on an island called Loganoff. Mm -hmm. And everybody knew that you don't take these stocks off Joseph. This is his punishment. So Joseph, uh, when we come by, we can't pass him by. We got to minister to him. We stand him up on his feet after we cast these demons out of him. And he's standing there. And all the people, uh, about 150 or 200 people, they gather around looking. And one of our team members said, uh, somebody go get some water. We're going to bathe him. I said, that's a good idea. But then the Holy Ghost said, what he needs is water baptism. Mm -hmm. Got him saved. Got him delivered. Now it's time to water baptize him. Mm -hmm. So when they brought the water, I said, we're going to baptize him with this water. If he's going to get washed, he's going to get washed under the baptism of in Jesus Christ's name. So Joseph stands up. We baptize him in the name of Jesus. And that water is running over him, man. He lifts his hands up to Jesus and begins to worship the Lord. People in that village all around begin to worship the Lord. Hallelujah. It was a great testimony. And after we left there and we come back by where Joseph was at, my, brother, my friend Dwayne picked, picked up a, another key that was laying in the street close to where Joseph was at. One of them uh, skeleton keys. Mm -hmm. And Pac-Man looked, looked at that and he said, look at him, look at him. I said, I wonder what that means. And Pac-Man said, this is the key in the street. We have an anointing to the key. We are the key in the street, like Peter was. In the street, Peter was a key. Key to what? Setting these captives free. Getting these people healed. Getting these people delivered. That's what we are all called to do is to be keys in the street.
through the anointing and the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 That's what the world is waiting on. Hallelujah. The early church went to work. They were active. They were moving. They were using the anointing. They were flowing in the river of the anointing. And there were signs, wonders, and miracles done through the hands of the disciples and the apostles and the believers of the early church. And the church said, and the Bible said that they were, the church was increasingly being added to on a consistent daily basis. People were coming in. They were coming in because they were seeing the people do the work of Jesus Christ yeah. and giving Jesus Christ the glory, the honor, and the praise for it. And the world said, this Christianity is real. Mm -hmm. That's what you have to have today. <clears throat> you know, when you open up your Bible sometimes and you begin with the book of Acts, I encourage y'all read the book of Acts this week. Yeah. It, it'll say some some headings uh, when it says the book of Acts, right up under it, it say, it'll say the Acts of the Apostles. Mm -hmm. Acts of the Apostles. I think this is really the way it should be written. Remember, this ain't changing scripture. This is just a title somebody put up there, okay? Mm -hmm. This ain't verse one. This ain't changing scripture. It should read the book of Acts. A demonstration of the Spirit. No. Acts of the Holy Ghost through the apostles. Yeah. <coughs> Acts of the Holy Spirit through the apostles. Mm -hmm. Because the apostles, the disciples, and the early church could do nothing without the anointing and the power of the Holy Spirit. That's right. Nothing. Amen. None of us can. Amen. But I love what Acts chapter 4 also said. When they were praying, I'll give you scripture for this. In Acts 4.13, they perceived the boldness of Peter mm -hmm. and John. Acts 4.13. But then the Bible goes on to say in verse 31, after they commanded them not to speak in this name anymore. Now what will you do? What's the church of America going to do? Or the church around the world? When somebody comes to you and says, don't preach in that name anymore. Mm. Don't, don't preach this particular sermon the way you're preaching it anymore. It's against, it's racist. Mm -hmm. What are you going to do? What are we going to do if they come in and the government say one day, you can't turn down homosexuals, you have to marry them. Mm. What are we going to do? No. What are you going to do if somebody, the government said to you one day, you can't say that name Jesus anymore, you know, even at high school football games. The coaches and the leaders and the ones that are teaching them every day ain't allowed to say Jesus to them. If they want to pray, the, the team has to say, we want to pray. But the coach is supposed to stay neutral. Mm -hmm. What are we going to do when they say, you can't preach in that name anymore? Mm. That's what Peter 
was being fa was faced with. You can't preach in this name anymore. If you do, there's going to be consequences. You could be beaten. You could be stoned. You could be thrown in prison. Or you could be put to death if you keep on. Yeah. What are you going to do mm -hmm. when you're faced with denying Jesus or preaching Jesus anymore, any longer? Yes. i tell you what Peter did and the early church did. The Bible said in verse 29, Verse 29. Let me show you verse 18. Acts 4, 18. So they called them and commanded them not to speak at all, nor teach in the name of Jesus. Mm. I wonder why he didn't say Buddha. Because mm. <laughs> if you know anything about Buddhism... Buddhism is older than Christianity. Yeah. There's a lot of older religions out there. Hinduism is very, very old. It's before Christianity. Hinduism and Buddhism are very closely related. But I wonder why they didn't say you can't preach in Buddha's name no longer and Jesus. Because there's only one name that scares do you know what out of the devil? That's yeah, right. that's right. It's Jesus. That's right. Amen. There's only one man, one way, hallelujah, that had defeated the devil. It wasn't Buddha. That's right. It wasn't Muhammad. That's right. It wasn't Harry Krishna. Uh -uh. It was Jesus Christ. That's right. He and he alone. That's what the world don't want you to preach anymore. That's right. It's preach Jesus. So, they said, don't teach or speak anymore at all in the name of Jesus. Peter had a decision to make. What decision did he make? In verse 29, the Bible says, now they went to prayer. They went to prayer. They weren't counting on Peter. They weren't counting on John. They weren't counting on themselves. They went to God with this matter. What do we do with our problem? We take them to God. Now, Lord, look on their threats. They have threatened us. And grant to your servants that with all boldness. Mm -hmm. That's what the church needs today. That's right. A little bit more boldness right. to speak up in public places. That's right. It don't say we need more cowards. Mm -hmm. We need some bold folks. In the house of the Lord. Amen. 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 Yes. Grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal. See, whenever you go out to spread the word, you also go out expecting Jesus to heal some people. That's right. It ain't too hard to find somebody that needs to be healed no more. That's right. Amen. By stretching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. That was their prayer. Now look what happened. Verse 31. And when they had prayed, the place they were assembled together was shaken. 
Hallelujah. Don't you know the Holy Ghost can still shake up the church? That's right. Amen. He ain't done shaking either, Brother Ben. He's just getting started good. That's right. The place they were assembled together was shaking, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke the Word of God with boldness. After they prayed, their prayer was answered. The place was shaken. They were filled with the Holy Spirit. And they began to speak the word of God with boldness. When they come out of there, they weren't fearful. They weren't intimidated. They came out kind of like David said, you ain't seen nothing yet. Mm -hmm. We fixing to really get on fire now. Yeah. Y'all done stirred us up. Yeah. One of the things I like about that, when they prayed, the place was shaken, and they were all filled again with the Holy Spirit. This is a refilling. Mm -hmm. Remember, they already got filled in Acts chapter 2. Now, we in Acts chapter 4, and they need a little bit more fire. Right. A little bit more anointing. Yeah. A little bit more stirring the gifts and the power of God up inside of them. That's so right. hallelujah. They assembled together. They prayed. Their place was shaken. And they were all filled again. That's this right. is a refilling. Amen. You know, I think the church is about time to get refilled. That's right. Yeah. We might have been filled and touched 30 years ago, 20 years ago, 10 years ago, 5 years ago, but we leaky vessels. Hallelujah. Some of us ain't on fire like we ought to be. That's Hallelujah. Right. It's That's time right. to have that encounter again. Amen. Let that shaking go on Amen. in the church Hallelujah. again and get that refilling again That's so right. we can go out again and make a difference today. Right. Somebody say amen. amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Powerful church. Yeah. An anointed church. Amen. A spirit-filled church. <coughs> the gifts of the Holy Ghost flowing in the church again. Yeah. We gotta have that refilling. We gotta get stirred back up again. Because Jesus ain't coming back for pew sitters. That's right. Right. He's coming back for goers. That's right. Amen. He said, go ye into all the world. Uh -huh. Hallelujah. You know, one thing I figured out, Jesus does not anoint couch potatoes. That's right. Uh, amen. Lazy boy recliner Christians. <laughs> Folks that's just having visions that's coming through the television. That's right. Yeah. He's looking for some folks to have an anointing and encounter with God that are so shakers and move us to move into action like the early church. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, the book of Acts is, the, it is a book that when you read all 28 chapters and you get done reading Acts, at the end of it, it doesn't say amen. Yeah. There's no amen. Mm -hmm. That's gone, gone unnoticed by a lot of the church folks. And I believe there's a purpose for everything. It's amazing that just about, I think there's only one other book in the New Testament. Every one of them has amen, except two books. The book of Acts is number one. I'd have to go back and look again for the second book, but there's two books in the New Testament that don't have an amen. Book of Acts, number one. Why did every other book, the book of Ephesians, Galatians, Colossians, Philippians, 
All of them that were written to, to, the, to those churches in those areas, every one of them have an amen at the end of it. Uh -huh. But not the book of Acts. Yeah. Why? You know, the Holy Spirit wrote the book, right? Y'all uh -huh. yeah. know the, the author of the New Testament is the Holy Spirit. Yeah. The author of the Old Testament is the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Do you know that? Yeah. Amen. The Bible said the holy men of old writ, wrote the Bible and wrote the scriptures and the Holy Spirit came upon them. Yeah. Uh-huh. God used the man, but the man can't recite scripture without the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. Yes. I'll tell you, tell you something that really blows me away of how awesome our, our God is. How big he is. And what he can get done if we just cooperate with him. The first five books of the Bible, the Old Testament, the first five books, Moses wrote them first five books. Moses is the author of all five of them books. Y'all hear me? Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. I said all five. Moses wasn't even born to the book of Exodus. He wasn't born, he didn't see what Noah did. That's right. He wasn't there on day one when God said, let there be light. Yeah. He wasn't there when, when Noah built the ark. He wasn't there when Abraham had, had Isaac and Jacob. Uh -huh. He wasn't there, none of that. But he wrote all five books. How did he do it? It was supernatural. The Holy Spirit came upon him. He began to write right. in the beginning. In the beginning, God said, in the beginning, Noah did this. In the beginning, Abraham did that. That's amazing to me. Mm -hmm. That's how big, awesome, and great our God is. He wanted the book published. He gave the knowledge to, to Moses to write it down. The Holy Ghost is the writer of the scriptures. That's why they can't be messed up. Did y'all hear me? They can't be messed up. I've heard some people, some nuts, and I'm gonna call them nuts, because there's people out there that believe that in the Bible there's error. There is no error in the Bible. Amen. None whatsoever. It is the inerrant word of God, written by the Holy Ghost as He come up as the, as the Spirit came upon men. But there's some people out there that think, well, there's description discrepancies and, and errors in, in the book because it was written by men. No. Only thing the man had to do was put it down. The Holy Ghost spoke clear to it. And as he pinned it down and God approved it, boom! There you have the Bible, the Word of God, left for you to read. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Basic instructions before leaving earth. The B-I-B-L-E. Read the Bible. God put it down for us so we know how to live and act according to his will and purpose while we live on this earth. But the book of Acts was a powerful church. There was an active church. The leaders were filled with the Holy Ghost. And everybody that gets filled with the Holy Ghost, the real Holy Ghost, hallelujah, it become going to become an active believer. Every one of us, don't, we don't never need to think ordinary no more. 
They ain't nobody sitting on the pew filled with the Holy Ghost ordinary. You can do what they did in the book of Acts. Believers. You don't have to have a, a title. You don't have to be an apostle. You don't have to be no prophet. You don't have to be no evangelist. You don't have to be no pastor. And you don't have to be no teacher to lay hands on the sick and see miracles. Amen. Do y'all hear me? Amen. Too many churches have got too many people inactive because they believe that the fivefold ministry is supposed to be doing this. No, the fivefold ministry is supposed to teach and train the believer to do the work of ministry. That's right. We all believers, when it comes down to it, forget the, the office of an apostle, forget the office of a pastor. Hallelujah. That's a calling. Mm -hmm. That is an office. And it is to teach and train the members, the assembly, the believers, the simple believers, to get active. I'm believing that God's going to hit this church so hard that we're going to go in there, when we go to the post office to drop a letter in, we're going to pass by somebody and lay hands on somebody, and somebody's going to run through the street. Amen. Amen. I believe that God's going to anoint the believers in this church, but if whenever you go on a simple mission to go pick up a loaf of bread and a gallon of milk, when you go to go to Ingalls, hallelujah, before you leave out of there, you're going to pass by somebody down one in the aisle, hallelujah, you're going to be walking so tight with Jesus that your shadow is going to touch somebody, hallelujah, and somebody's going to say, whoa, I'm healed, hallelujah, what you got on you? I felt something come out of you and come into me when you passed me by. I'm healed. I can see. I can hear. Hallelujah. That depression left me when you walked by me. Yeah. Amen. I'm believing God's going to touch some people up in here. Hallelujah. When you go back to South Western University, praise God, ain't never going to be the same, Jerry. You ain't no ordinary man. You anointed with the Holy Ghost and fire. Amen. God didn't send you down there just to wrestle. He sent you down there to lay hands. Not, you know, when you wrestle, you lay hands on a bunch of folks, don't you? <laughs> he sent you down there anointed with the Holy Ghost, man. When you grab a hold of them in the name of Jesus, hallelujah, you're grabbing a hold of somebody to set them free. Amen. Not to pin them, but to loose them. Amen. That's right. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, the reason the church ain't where it's supposed to be today is most people don't believe the Bible. They didn't believe they're supposed to be doing this kind of stuff. Out where the people are where you're supposed to be ministering. Man, oh man. I remember before I ever started preaching, I was just called to witness, mm -hmm. share Jesus. I wasn't looking for no office. I never looked for an office. I never looked for no titles. Some people out there looking for titles. You go to Africa, Please excuse me, Africa. I know you're going to see this. Everybody in Africa go by the, by the apostle this and apostle that and apostle this. I'm like, oh, y'all apostles? Everybody, y'all? <laughs> yeah, we apostles. I'm like, what does apostle mean? They don't even know. <laughs> My goodness. They're looking for titles. You know what? You don't have to look for a title. No. That's right. If you get out there and do the ministry, uh -huh. what you do <laughs> will speak for what you're called to do. That's right. Amen? Amen. Man, I tell you what. But I tell you, I just went through, me and Debbie went through trailer park. <coughs> we went to nursing homes. We went to prisons. We went wherever there was a door open to share, share the gospel with somebody. Mm -hmm. I went through drug neighborhoods.
toting Bibles. I got the strangest looks in the neighborhoods I was at. Oh, my goodness. But you know what? I was just being a witness. Mm -hmm. Got doors slammed in my face. Got rejected. But I, you know what I started doing? I said, is there anybody sick in here? Anybody sick in here? And they, a lot of, yeah, there's somebody sick in here. Let me pray for them. Can I pray for them? And yeah, you can pray for them. We started praying for people. Signs and wonders started happening. Mm -hmm. When signs and wonders started happening, guess what? Their ears all of a sudden said, tell me more. Yeah. Tell me more. Mm -hmm. And that's what happened to Bishop, y'all give me five more minutes. Bishop Ediosa in Africa. He got born again at a young age. I think he was in his late teens. And he went to church one Sunday and he heard a man of God preaching up there in Africa and he was preaching Matthew chapter 10, verse 7 and 8. And it says this, Jesus said to his disciples, go preach the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And as you go, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. Bishop Idiosa, he wasn't a bishop then, he was just Idiosa. Just a, 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 a young man born again, and he received that word, and he heard something that stuck out to him, and it was the words, raise the dead. Mm -hmm. That's the one most people reject. Because, whoo, raise the dead? Right. It takes some faith to raise the dead, right? That's right, amen, amen. Well, Jesus said, heal the sick as you go. Cleanse the lepers as you go. Raise the dead as you go. If, yeah. it, if it ain't in your Bible, get you another Bible. Because uh -huh. my Bible says that. Mm -hmm. And cast out demons. That, he said, as you go, preaching the kingdom, this is what you do. Mm -hmm. This is your assignment. Okay? Mm -hmm. The assignment ain't changed just because we're in the year 2021. That's right. Amen. That's right. Amen. Jesus ain't changed the assignment just because we're in the year 2021. And then he also, after he heard that preacher say, get, get, do what Jesus said, go do this. He went out there in the villages and he would go out there knocking on doors. You know what the question he asked him? You got any, anybody dead in there? <laughs> That's what he said. Oh, you got anybody dead in there? No, we ain't got nobody dead. He said he'd go to the next little, little hut. You got anybody dead in there? No, we ain't got nobody dead in here. He said he, he went, 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 went. Ain't found nobody dead. Finally, somebody said, yeah, we just had one die. Got one dead in here. He was like, oh yeah, I'm so excited. Now I get to see what the Bible says is true. I got the power to raise the dead. He's excited about it. He's believing it to happen. Amen? Yeah. He goes in there to the dead person, lays hands on him in the name of Jesus, and guess what? The Bible came to pass. The dead rose. And that man raised many other people from the dead in his day, in his ministry. But listen, he believed it. I just told y'all earlier, why the church is not doing what it's supposed to be doing is because we don't actually believe it. That's right. You actually do what you believe. <coughs> I believe every word of the Bible. Amen. If it says I can raise the dead, you can raise the dead. That's right. All you got to do is believe it. Amen. One day you might be somewhere and you might be in a position to raise the dead. Mm -hmm. You need to remember what the Bible says. Jesus, your word says I can raise the dead. Yeah. If you feel an unction to raise them from the dead, pray for them. Mm -hmm. 
Amen. There's been a lot of people raised from the dead. Eh? Jesus doesn't just raise the dead. There's a lot of people in their ministries have raised the dead even up to today. Dead raising is still a current day ministry. Amen. But there ain't many people looking for it like right. Idiosa was. Uh -huh. Knocking on every door. Anybody dead in here? Can you imagine anybody y'all had anybody knock on y'all door lately? Anybody dead in here? I bet you said, man, this is a cuckoo. This guy done lost his mind. He, he done drank too much Jim Bean. Anybody dead in here? Yeah. I come in Jesus' name. Anybody dead in here? Yeah. I wonder what church you belong to, brother. Yeah. I come to a Bible-believing church. That's where That's I come right. from. Amen. I belong to Jesus. I'm a kingdom-minded man. That's right. He said, I can raise the dead. If he said it, I can do it. That's right. Amen. Ain't that right? Yeah. Ain't that true? Mm -hmm. If Jesus said it, y'all think Jesus lies? No, sir. Jesus no. don't lie. If he said you can do it, you need to say, okay then. When it comes my chance, I'm going to raise the dead. Man, I tell you, it's very exciting to raise the dead. Mm -hmm. Very exciting. Mm -hmm. Very exciting. I've seen people near dead and past dead. I've seen one come to life. In my time. I mean, there wasn't no chance of this guy living. He done been dead for 35 minutes. Mm. Prayed for him. Jesus made him, Jesus brought him out, brought him out of, at, off the deathbed. <clears throat> Jesus still does it, I'll tell you. Amen. Mm -hmm. I need to, I, I'm going to start praying more that I, I raise the dead. Because you know what? Uh, the city, a city, what uh, happened to a city, whenever they see the dead raised, Mm -hmm. They either gonna run or come. That's right. Amen. <coughs> run or come. Revival or even in the church. I don't know. <laughs> That's right. But praise God. Jesus still raises the dead. And he does it today through you. He still heals the sick through you. Amen. He still casts out demons through you in his name. Amen. It's all through you now. Y'all stand with me today. I'm trying to activate some anointing in here today. Hallelujah. If you're, you're watching us by Rumble, Sermon Audio, YouTube, hallelujah. I just want to encourage all, every believer out there that you never, never have been saved just to sit on the church pew. God has an anointing for you, a place for you in his kingdom. To go out there to heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, and to cast out demons. Amen. I say to you, he's given it to you freely. You freely receive it and go out there in the name of Jesus and set your villages on fire for Jesus. Hallelujah. Save the lost, heal the sick, and set the captives free. Give him all the glory, the honor, and the praise, and he'll continue to use you. And if you don't know Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ died and rose again for you. And if you will give your open up your life to him and say, Jesus, I believe in what you have done for me. Cleanse me. Wash my sins away. I'm going to follow you from here on to eternity. I believe Jesus Christ is the son of the living God. If you'll believe that, you'll be saved. Hallelujah. Have your name written in the Lamb book of life. Serve him today with all your life, all your heart. God bless you.